This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The Glossing Detangler and Perfect Conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. I saw all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, Brady PG 13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back to another episode of Seeing Other People. Together, we're navigating modern dating alongside experts and real-life daters who are sharing their stories. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Come learn, laugh, and maybe even cry along with us as we navigate the dating scene together. I am so excited, you guys. We are here with the one and only Jordana Schwitz. Yay! Oh my gosh, people <laughs> actually think that's my my last name. Like, it's not even funny. I have to do a whole defining what Schwitz is for what, the people who don't yes. know. <laughs> so, okay. Jordana Schwitz, not your name. Let's bust that myth right here and now. Jordana Drazen. Yes. Welcome to Seeing Other People. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to be here. I feel like you're someone who, I we instantly connected when we first met, which was totally. like in the beginning of this year, I think. Yeah. 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 And I, first of all, your content's amazing. You have to follow Jordana at The Daily Schwitz. You are a lifestyle creator, but you also talk about so much more than that. And it's not just like, here's aesthetically looking things while they are all aesthetically pleasing. Oh, I'm so honored you're, you think so. <laughs> oh my God, beyond. You're also very open about your personal life and certain struggles you've had in the past and just who you are. And I really applaud you for that because I know it's really scary to do. Thank you. But I just love literally like everything you post. Thank you so much. It really means so much to me. I really appreciate it. So what is The Daily Schwitz about? Okay. So (laughs) it's about a multitude of things. And I really, I try not to pigeonhole myself because I was pigeonholed for so long into one specific type of content. But basically back when I started The Daily Schwitz, I started it while I was interning at Equinox because I feel like some internship programs are really intense and have like a great program. And some are kind of just like, oh, la-di-da, we decided to hire interns but we have nothing for them to do yeah which is exactly what mine was um so I was pretty much just sitting in the office every day trying to come up with busy work with for something that like looked like it could be related to Equinox like Mm -hmm. if if someone were to pass me by like oh it looks like she's doing something related to working out the gym I don't know but also something that would actually keep me entertained for eight hours a day so I started researching fitness influencers because I had just started my own personal like workout journey that year prior to or that summer actually Mm -hmm. I think starting to no the summer before 
anyway, um, I was on my own personal workout journey because prior to that, I, you know, was forcing myself to do 30 minutes on the elliptical every day just to burn calories to quote unquote earn my food, which we now know and I now know is not the way I approach working out. Um, so I started looking at all of these different workout influencers like Sweats in the City and mm-hmm. like just other creators in that niche and I just felt like I couldn't really relate to any of them like all of their photos this was before reels before TikTok all of the photos they're like standing in front of the treadmill with their hair perfectly curled and their makeup looks fantastic and you know not a drop of sweat I'm like what the heck when that's I, not what we yeah, look like when, when we work I leave out. my workout classes I am red in the face I am dripping sweat and I look like I just worked out yeah. and like <laughs> I decided that I wanted to create my own online magazine I wasn't even thinking Instagram I was thinking like blog so I started working what on a year document. was this this was 2019 okay I started working on a document at my desk just brainstorming ideas of what I could talk about like the best uh sports bras for girls with big boobs like things that no one was really talking about at the time but everyone wanted to know right the, the things that people actually cared about yeah. like a normal girl working out not someone whose job it is to go to Pilates right so just started working on this document and then one day I pulled the trigger and I created the Instagram account but I told no one and I remember so vividly being so mad at my mom because my aunt followed me and I was like you told her (laughs) like I didn't want anyone to know and the reason why I didn't want anyone to know is because even though the origin of the account was to talk about working out I ended up really using it as like my own personal diary to talk about what I was struggling with my relationship with food which was binge eating and I somewhat recently opened up that it was actually binging and purging for a long time I had only spoken about the binging because I felt like there was even more of a stigma around binging and purging and I just Mm -hmm. didn't feel comfortable openly talking about it yet so once I started posting about that and this was like 200 followers you know nothing big but within those 200 followers I was getting messages from people who could relate and that was such a crazy feeling for me because the only eating disorders that you see depicted in the media or like in books in young tv shows up until maybe now there's a little bit more exploration into it it was always anorexia and bulimia and like mm-hmm. I didn't I felt like my binging was not a valid problem because yeah. like at least I was eating Right. Like I was so used to the issue, quote unquote, being not eating that I didn't feel I felt like what I was dealing with was just, oh, I had no self-control. You know, like it's on you. You don't have a problem. You just have no self-control. No self-control, no portion control. If it's there, you'll eat it. Exactly. Like get your shit together. Stop eating. Yeah. It's kind of like why if I'm going to have problems with my food, why am I going off the deep end overeating when like so many people can undereat? Like I was mad at myself for having the wrong eating disorder. I definitely felt that way in college too, where I was like, I like I'm surrounded by so many people who aren't eating. Like, why am I eating so much where I'm gaining weight and I feel horrible about myself? Totally. And that is something that has opened my eyes so much too. like so many different Instagram accounts, TikTok accounts that have posted sort of these multiple perspectives of what everyone at the table might be thinking. So let's say you are someone who binges and you're at a table with a group of girls and you know you're restricting that day because you binged last night and like you're probably going to binge after this so you have like nothing on your plate maybe you took some salad and then you see the girl next to you took 
a huge heaping pile of pasta and you're thinking to yourself, oh my God, she's so lucky. She can eat pasta without guilt. Like she can eat pasta without even thinking about it. But in her head, she's looking at your plate of salad and saying, Mm -hmm. oh my God, she has so much self-control. Why don't I? And we're all just playing this comparison game and we're all struggling. And I think, I don't want to make the generalization that everyone struggles, but so many people struggle. So many people do. And it's a silent struggle Mm -hmm. because there's such a stigma around it, which is why what you've done, which is talk about it openly, is so important because it, A, helps people feel less alone. B, makes them feel like they're not crazy. Mm -hmm. And C, the more people see other people like you talking about it, the more they might be willing to talk about it and maybe get help. A hundred percent. The messages that I would receive and still receive to this day gave me chills, made my eyes water, like literally lump in my throat because talking about it and finding someone that you feel comfortable to talk to, I really believe is the first step to recovery, like talking about it openly because otherwise when you have this internalized struggle and you're not talking about it, how are you possibly going to change anything? And so I really hope, obviously my goal is never to normalize eating disorders. Like I don't want that to be a normal behavior, but helping people feel less alone, which even within those first 200 followers, knowing that I wasn't alone was so helpful to me. And I never want anyone to feel that weight on their shoulders, like that burden of no one else gets me. No one else gets this. Yeah. And I don't think it's that you're normalizing eating disorders. I think you're normalizing, hey, like there's a path forward. Totally. Like you will be okay if you put in the work and call it what it is and do something about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that's that's sort of how the Daily Schwitz started. But for those of you who don't know what Schwitz means, it's Yiddish for sweat, like sweating, sweaty. So that's why it was originally when I was talking about working out, it was the Daily Schwitz. But it has evolved now. I still talk about my relationship with food, but I also do more like day in the life and, you know, recipes. And I try to really just do everything because like I was saying in the beginning for a while, I pigeoned, pigeonholed myself where I was – I don't want to say I was fully recovered because even now there are still days where I have like bad body image or something like that, but I don't know the last time I binged. Um, But I was like no longer in the place that I was when that's what I was talking about. And I felt like by continuing to talk about it, I was dragging myself back to a place that I wasn't in. So I just got stuck and I didn't know what to talk about because I felt like I had built my entire audience on that. And when you no longer want to talk about it, it's like, okay, well, will they still want to talk to me totally if I you know start posting what are my favorite jeans you know <laughs> like but yeah now it's just kind of a diary of my life and anything I want to post I do I don't let anything I, I did see your post that they are on sale and I'm so tempted $99 pretty unbeatable <laughs> I'm really really tempted okay so you're in a relationship yes Jack we love yes, Jack he's the best Tell me how you and Jack met. I know you told me the background when I went on your podcast way back when. Mm -hmm. And I love the story. And I feel like there's so much to take from that story that I want everyone to hear. So let's hear it. Okay. So Jack and I were on the same birthright trip in summer 2019. Yeah. I believe it was summer 2019. Um, So right before I started the Yeah, I was going to say Equinox. And our birthright trip, like there were not – It wasn't the classic birthright trip where like everyone knows each other and you're playing Jewish geography and like everyone goes to a big 10 school. It was me and my roommate and then Jack and his friend and then everyone else was from 
like the Midwest, mm-hmm. random schools in the South, like small schools. We we didn't know anyone else yeah. on the trip. And to clarify for those who don't know, Birthright is a trip to Israel yes. Yes. that you can go on. Isn't it like 18 to like 30 or something like that? Yeah. I- yeah, a, I think so. Maybe it even got pushed up to like 34. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And it's if you're Jewish, it's really just to build community and make sure like everyone gets a chance to go to Israel. And it's so special. I went with my best friend Julia when we were going into our senior year of college and we had the most magical times, like a 10 day trip. Yeah. It and was incredible. you meet so many people. You end up getting to know IDF soldiers as mm-hmm. well. They like join your trip. It's so magical and, and special. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? It is so normal, but it's not talked about, and it makes all of us going through it feel really alone and frustrated. And I'm one of those women, and I have been so self-conscious about my hair thinning and shedding for so long. That is why I'm eternally grateful that I found Nutrafol last year, and honestly, I wish I had tried it sooner. When my team asked me recently if I wanted to team up with Nutrafol, I have never said yes to something faster. Nutrafol has become a part of my routine that I can't live without because of how much it's helped me and I truly could not recommend it more highly. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. And it is so easy to start your hair journey. You can take the hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root cause. Because everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth doesn't cut it. That's why Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow throughout different stages, as well as for different lifestyles like plant-based diets. And I know, I know, it can be hard to commit long-term to doing something every single day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription required, free shipping, and automatic delivery ensures that you'll never miss a day. And you'll see results in three to six months. If I can do it, so can you. It's kind of funny that I'm recording this right now as I'm literally about to go get a haircut because my hair is probably the longest it's ever been right now and my hair never used to grow. But now it does and it's really all thanks to Nutrafol. Plus, I am so grateful to be going into my wedding feeling confident about my hair and that is definitely not something I expected to be able to say before starting Nutrafol. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners a $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere, for everything, all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters 
are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people, listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. It really was an amazing. And that's, I ended up studying abroad in Tel Aviv the following year because I felt like I didn't get the full experience on birthright and like I wanted to go back. But anyway, I, this was a point in time when I was still very insecure. I was in the thick of binge eating um, and I did not have good body image And I also had a boyfriend at the time. My boyfriend was not on the trip with me. I thought Jack was so funny and cute. Obviously never acted on it because I had a boyfriend. But like you can have you can be in a relationship and have crushes. Like I think that's fine. Maybe it wasn't the best sign of the relationship. (laughs) But like you can think someone's cute when you're in a boy when you're in a relationship. I'm telling myself that. So I thought Jack was so funny and cute. Like there was maybe a little bit of a flirtationship, but nothing past that. And in my mind, I'm like, no way would Jack ever go for me. Like he's so cute and I'm me Mm -hmm. because very low self-esteem at this point. Did you express that you were in a relationship? Yes, he knew I was in a relationship and he would never act on it. So like I did not act on it and he would never. Um, And I just thought, you know, he was a really good friend that I had made on this trip and you know, whatever. So I get back from the trip. We follow each other on Instagram. Like we stay in touch for happy birthdays. That's really it. But he did follow the Daily Schwitz. So when I started talking about binge eating and stuff, like he knew from the very beginning everything that I shared with the world. Was that intimidating for you or like scary when people you knew? Yes. I hated it. I got mad that my aunt was following me. Yeah. I hated it. And I – one of the first reasons I was like scared to ever even share was my mom followed it and I hadn't actively expressed to my mom what was happening I'm sure she had her suspicions but I didn't want her to know yeah I didn't want to place that burden on her of how of you know I just didn't want to place that on her so me posting it on Instagram was kind of me telling her yeah and you know she she picked up what I was putting down and she never made me feel judged for it like it was from that point forward it was an open conversation and Mm -hmm. It was actually revealed to me that my mom also struggled with binge eating in college and after college. So now my mom kind of have a like a bond and we both like if you ever see us do a cookie coffee time together like it's so meaningful for both of us. And my mom actually tried to instill growing up like these amazing this amazing perspective about food which I now have but growing up it didn't mean anything to me. Right. But she would always say like you can keep Oreos in the pantry and just have one because like they'll always be there you know the Oreos will always be there which is what I try to tell people now is like you don't have to have the whole box because you can always have another tomorrow Mm -hmm. or like you can have five tomorrow you can have five now and five tomorrow it doesn't matter but you don't have to have the whole box in one sitting because you want to try and make yourself feel like you will get sick and then you won't like Oreos anymore so you know whatever it's a whole long it's a whole long thing but anyway Jack would have never never acted on anything we stayed in touch via Instagram happy birthdays etc and towards the end of the relationship I was in at the time I would think about Jack like I would always think back like 
what if, mm-hmm. you know, what if I hadn't been in a relationship during birth, right? Would Jack and I be together right now? What if I had been more secure in myself when I was on birthright? Would something have happened? Like I was just always thinking about it. And that's when I knew it was a sign that like it w- was over with the past boyfriend because I was always thinking, would Jack have been a better fit for me? Wow. And now that I'm with Jack and not even Jack specifically, although I was thinking Jack specific- specifically, like, is there someone out there that's a better fit? Mm-hmm. You know, is there someone out there that would make me happier? Is now with Jack, I've never once had one of those thoughts where I'm like, oh, you know, is there someone out there better than Jack? Like, no, I know Jack's the best. Like, I know he's like, I never would think that. So that's just like kind of a funny story. But anyway, then during COVID, when the ex and I did break up, I Snapchatted Jack. <laughs> I made the first move because I kind of just wanted him to know that I was single. What did you so, say in the Snapchat? I don't know what I said. I sent one of those Snapchats that you try to make it seem like it's a mass, mass Snapchat, snap, but, but it, it totally was fully wasn't. Just- it was fully targeted. I think we had previously Snapchatted back and forth a little bit just about COVID in general. Like, oh, because he had lived in Texas. And fun fact, he actually invited me to his graduation party like send off I'm going to Texas um but I didn't go because a I was dating the other boyfriend and b we had tickets to a concert that night so I wasn't gonna like <laughs> take to the concert to go to this other guy's going away but, like, party big sign that you maybe thought about it and wanted yes. to like, wish and, like you I could. still have the email invitation of him inviting me oh I love that um which I always think everything happens for a reason because if I had gone maybe we wouldn't be together so right true. now um but anyway I snapchatted him and I think I said something along the line of like we're in a pandemic I have no graduation and I have no boyfriend like best year ever or something nice. like that like slipped trying to be it sarcastic in there. So I yeah. slipped it in and from there we were just snapchatting he saw on the daily schwitz that I was in the city when um I was looking at apartments and he messaged me and was like hey I'm in the city too and, like, I think I'm actually right by you, like, based off of, you know, what I'm seeing on your story. And I was like, oh, like, I'm here with my dad, like, <laughs> looking at apartments. Like, I, I still live at home, you know, whatever. And he was like, okay, well, let's get brunch, like, the next time you come in. Sent me a reservation for Jack's wife, Frida, which now I'm like, hmm, was hey, that foreshadowing Jack's something? Wife. Um, and we both went into that date not knowing if it was friends, friends. catching up or a first date. So I went in thinking, okay, if he lets me pay, we're just friends. And he went in thinking, okay, if, if she, she tries to pay or like if she offers no. to pay, we're just friends. No. So we have the date. I reach for my card. He lets me. And I'm like, fuck this. Like- what, what were the vibes on the date? So we had not seen each other in two years at that point. Or yeah, maybe like two-ish years, three years. Yeah, two or three years. We were kind of just catching up. It was like a little bit. We were eating outside in the freezing cold because pandemic vibes. Yep. Um, I'm in like my big puffy coat. And funny enough, that was actually the first time and place that I ever got recognized as the Daily Schwitz. No so way. he's sitting here thinking like, oh my God, she's famous. <laughs> like, Wait, I'm obsessed. <laughs> it was so funny. This girl was like, Jordana? Like the Daily Schwitz? Oh like, my God. Yes. Jordana Schwitz, is that um, you? Literally. So the vibes were like, okay the vibes were confusing like neither of us knew what was really going on but it was a nice brunch but he let you split he let me pay and then this part I don't know if I reiterated the last time but then we decided to go back to his apartment which this was a big thing because 
it was COVID and my family took it really seriously with like yeah. quarantining and testing and everything. So I don't think I told my parents when I got home that I like went back to his apartment because he had two roommates. Like I don't know where they've been. So we go into his room and we watch a Disney movie. Okay. Like it couldn't get more friend vibes than this. <laughs> Meanwhile, Soul. Oh my God, so good. Meanwhile, I'm like nudging his knee with my knee, like yeah. trying to pick up the vibes. He refuses to touch me. I leave. Jack. We don't kiss. I'm like, nothing is happening. Like my, my fantasy was running wild. Like we're not going to be together. Close the door, say goodbye. He turns to his roommate and says, I just fucked that up. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. So, Did you hear that through the door? No, he told me after the fact. Oh my God. I've like, always wondered after dates, like what was the first thing they were saying to a yep, friend? He's just said, I just fucked that up. Like I should have made a move. But honestly, like I'm glad that he didn't now looking back. But then later that day, he texted me asking me on a sushi date. And that's when I was like, okay, okay. a sushi dinner is a date, yeah. especially after this, whatever this was, like that's a date. Right. Ended up being the best night ever, like so much fun. The best date I've ever had. I went into the city. I still didn't live in the city at this point. I went in saying like, oh, I'm going to sleep at Dory's. I had my apartment at that point, but I wasn't moved in. So I dropped my bag at, oh, Dory's my friend. Sorry. I dropped my bag at my apartment that had no furniture or anything. Mm. Ended up sleeping at Jack's. Nothing happened. But like I crashed there. He had, he got me a toothbrush. Like it was so love. Aww. The next day, he's like, you were never gonna sleep with Dory's were you and I was like my stuff isn't even there like, like I didn't even tell her because if all else failed like I was just gonna sleep at my apartment on the couch like with no furniture like no oh comfort God. or anything we go back to my apartment I show him it we go get bagels we eat in Central Park and like or not Central Park sorry Madison Square Park and that was that like wow yeah so that's the whole sorry that was a very long no I am hanging on to every <laughs> word I still can't believe like that feeling of is this friends is this a date yeah. and then you both had your own thing in your mind of like how you were going right. to identify it and then you both just were like fuck yeah like, literally I was so upset I was like okay I just wasted I had my friend blow out my hair before I was like that was for nothing like, <laughs> well it was for so, whoever recognized you yeah, on the street exactly <laughs> oh my goodness okay so you start going on dates at what point was there like a define the relationship conversation because I get a lot of questions all the time of when do you bring this up or if you feel like things are going well but you don't really know how they're feeling like how do we say that or establish that we're on the same page I'm not just a girl on the go these days I am a chicken running around with its head cut off two podcasts wedding planning wedding attending dog momming traveling and trying to eat well move my body and stay sane all at once is not a recipe for success that's why i've turned to my recipe masters aka factor which delivers ready to eat meals that taste delicious make me feel good and take a major thing off of my to-do list. Factor's meals are pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved and there are more than 35 options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, veggie, and more. Guys, I seriously can't say enough good things about Factor's meals. They take two minutes to heat up, which means I can pop them in the microwave between recordings, or I can grab a ready-made smoothie from the fridge on my way to a workout class, or I can even have dinner ready for me and Jake after a really long day of work without lifting a finger. It has 
changed so much and has really made me feel like there's one less thing I need to worry about and I feel good after eating the meals. Like they're so delicious and nutritious. You can order as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals per week and you can pause or reschedule whenever you need, which has been really helpful for me with on and off traveling that I've had over the last few months and over the next few months. And you guys know I love when things make sense financially and factor meals are less expensive than takeout. So you save money and you don't have to go anywhere to pick them up. Factor's roasted garlic butter salmon and their tomato basil chicken risotto are two of my favorites that I keep ordering on repeat. But honestly, every single one of their meals has lived up to the hype. And of course, we are hooking you guys up. Head to factormeals.com slash seeing other people 50 and use code seeing other people 50 to get 50% off. That's code seeing other people 50 at factormeals.com slash seeing other people 50 to get 50% off. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. So... Jack might get mad at me for saying this on the air, but he actually asked me to be his girlfriend like very early in. And I said no, because I had just gotten out of a long-term relationship. And as much as being a girlfriend to someone you love is great, it's also work. Mm -hmm. Like making yourself available, responding to texts, even though that sounds stupid, like, oh, responding to texts is work. Like it is. You have to put effort into a relationship if you want it to succeed. I was like, I'm exhausted. Like, I was just in a long relationship. I kind of want some time for myself. How long between the breakup and your first date? We broke up in October and I think went on our first date in November. Important to note, though, that we had broken up before that when COVID first started, like in March, and got back together in June. Got it. So I was like kind of already broken up in my head. Like, we got back together. I'm like, I feel so bad saying this, but like, COVID was such a lonely time and when things started to open up and neither of us were moved out yet and like I I don't want to say it was for convenience but like I don't think those last few months that we were together were anything like oh we missed each other so much like yeah obviously companionship yeah you do miss each other because you're so used to them but like I kind of had gotten over it from the first breakup. So yeah. like from October to December, it didn't take me much time, which yeah. again, I feel bad saying, but I was just ready. No, you had already more than the relationship in exactly. your head. Yeah. yeah. But it also makes sense that you weren't ready to jump immediately into one. Right. Because even during that time, we weren't doing anything. Like during the time we were broken up, I was home alone. Right. You know, I wasn't like out Going having out fun and, and like yeah. being with my girls. Like I was isolated. Yeah. So... Yeah, went on our first date in December, maybe, yeah, in December, and then um, I think he asked me out in January. I said no. Then February comes. I had put 
a gift guide on my Instagram with PJ Salvage pajamas. February 14th comes around. He gets me the pajamas. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I love you. (laughs) I'm like, you pay attention, swoon. Like, meanwhile, I had it laid out for him, like, on an Instagram story. Um, And then we started dating, like, very quickly after that. Did it mess anything up? Or were you afraid that you saying you weren't ready was going to rock the boat? I don't think so because Jack is – so understanding like to his core he is patient he listens he's thoughtful so I know that he heard me yeah. when I said to him like listen I really like you and like I want to be with you but I just got out of a long-term relationship and I don't want to jump into anything too quickly and have it backfire mm-hmm. you know because even though it was only a month's difference which is not long in the grand scheme of things in that month, say we had jumped into it, I could have been like, I wasn't ready for this. I don't want to do this anymore. And it could have screwed up our entire relationship. Yeah. So after that, he was so patient with me, did not rush me, did not like bring it up again. Everything was normal and fine. And I was obviously really hoping that it would not mess things up. But let's say it did mess things up, then he wouldn't have been the one. Yeah. Like yeah. if he wasn't willing to listen and wait, then like that wouldn't be our relationship that it is now. Yeah. So everything happens, I guess, for a reason. No, absolutely. And it's so important that you communicated exactly how you felt instead of also saying okay but feeling uncomfortable. Right, which I never wanted to feel that way. Yeah, and the fact that he listened and was able to show up for you in the way you need and be patient – that right there is the foundation of a successful relationship. Totally. Yeah, he's he really is the best. I don't want this to be like a tangent of everything I love about Jack, but my past relationship, so much of it was I was such a like hand in hand with the insecurity and the self-esteem and everything. I was such a people pleaser mm-hmm. that I never communicated in my past relationship, which that's on me that I totally own that. Um But that obviously led to so many problems down the line because I was so scared to communicate how I was feeling that it would always blow up in my face. And so I knew that in my next relationship, like I could not start it that way and I could not have it be that way. Live and learn. Yeah, literally. Learn learn so much. Okay, I have a little game for us to play. Oh, I'm so excited. Get ready. It's called Where Do You Draw the Line? It is so fun. You and Jack need to play it together. I've seen you play this with with your fiance. I've played it with Jake. I've played it with my friends. I've played it with guests. And every single time, you learn so much about each other and about yourself, too. Okay, so I pulled some questions. So basically, Where Do You Draw the Line? The way it goes is there are two types of scenarios there's dip your toes or take the plunge, and each card has a scenario on it. And the options are deal breaker, red flag, indifferent, or that's me. Okay. Okay. So do you want to dip your toes or take the plunge to start? I will take the plunge. Go big or go home. But I also, I have no idea what kind of questions these are. So go for it. They won't share their location when you're dating. Is this like first start dating or you're in a relationship? In a relationship. Honestly, that's like. I, I've never once checked Jack's location unless I'm like, oh, is he almost home? Like, should I open the door for him? Because I trust him. I don't need to. But if I did care about that, I'd say that's a deal breaker. Like, what are you trying to hide? Yeah. Like, if he was a- adamantly against it. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. If it, it would make me more nervous and anxious if they said no. Right. Like, I'm not checking. If you just se- shared it with me, I, don't, I never even had to ask Jack. I think he just shared it with me. Yeah. And I think I just shared it with him because... 
safety. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, if they adamantly were against it, that's when I'd be concerned. Not because I'm checking in. I'm like, where is he? Agreed. Like I trust Jake completely, but sometimes like it just saves us time if he works late sometimes and I want to check like, is he still at work or is he already on his way home? Exactly when I check for Jack. Yeah. So I think I'd be deal breaker. Yeah. I think it would be a big red flag that could become a deal breaker for me. Right. If we were just dating and it wasn't like a two-year relationship or whatever, then I'd say red flag. Yeah. But if you're serious, then deal breaker. There's no reason if you trust each other. Right, that you There's no reason why you shouldn't. Right. Yeah. But people would argue like, well, if you trust each other, why do you need it? Because why why not? Like save Why like, not? It's a fucking scary world yeah. out there. Yeah. You care about someone, you want to make sure they're good. Right, if I'm walking home from dinner alone, I you best believe I want Jack to have my education. Yeah, like, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll go. I'll dip my toes. They don't wash fruits or veggies before eating them. <laughs> Honestly, like <laughs> go ahead I was gonna say like it's not that that's me but it could be like I don't consider that it's definitely been me yeah sometimes I'm just really eager and there's a really good looking raspberry in the fridge yeah. and like I just don't want to wash it I just want it now sometimes it's a hassle yeah yeah you're not gonna die no nothing bad has happened we're still here <laughs> go for it okay I'll dip my toes this time dun, dun, dun. they have no sense of style <sighs> You can work on it for them. (laughs) I wouldn't say Jack is the most stylish, but like I bought him some good sneakers. I got him some good shirts. Like that's fixable. Yeah. You know, and that's not that has nothing to do with their personality or like how much they love you. I don't know. I think I'm indifferent. I think I'm indifferent, but also that's me. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) No, it is. I have no idea. It's so funny. I have no idea what I'm doing ever. But you don't have no sense of style. Yeah, I you guess. look put together every time you come on this podcast. Like every time I come on this podcast, I'm in leggings and a sweatshirt. But if that's put together, if it's great. a cute sweatshirt, who cares? Great. Perfect deal. That's- <laughs> okay, I'll take the plunge. They're sober. Oh, I love that for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that for them. You I don't think drink great. that much. Correct. I I wouldn't define myself as sober, but if I'm out for dinner, I'm not ordering a drink. And if and I like rarely go out. Like I'll, I'll enjoy a glass of red wine or something with my family. Mm-hmm. But my drink of choice would always be like a poppy over wine or a cocktail. I just like don't enjoy it. I think I went overboard for a really long time. I don't enjoy the taste. I don't enjoy the way it makes me feel the next day. Like I get deathly ungodly hungover from such a small amount. It just kind of ruined it for me. How long have you had this mindset about it? Um, I would say since... So I, I would say, well, I have kind of a complicated relationship with alcohol because for a long time I cut it out because of calories and mm. like drunk eating and hungover eating and like that was not the right approach to cutting it out. It was for the wrong reasons. But then during COVID, I did not drink like at all for probably eight months. Yeah. Um, you probably just, just felt so good. I felt so good. I didn't yeah. miss it at all. And then when I moved to the city, I kind of added it back in because I wanted to make sure I was cutting it out for the right reasons this time. Like had so much fun um but yeah the hangover just isn't worth it for me so I'd say around three years now when you started dating Jack were you drinking on dates or not really yes and I was a little bit nervous honestly when I started dating Jack because he doesn't drink a lot especially not anymore but like the first before sushi by am when I went to his apartment he was like oh can I make you a drink and I was like oh 
Like, is this how it's going to always be? Like, yeah. is, is there always going to be like a drink in his hand? Like, I didn't know. He's not like that. Um, but the only reason why I say like, oh, I love that for them if they're sober and why I don't find it a red flag at all is because if you can have fun sober and you can be confident sober, like go off. That's great. Like yeah. if you can, if you're using alcohol as a crutch, I think that's something to explore. Yeah, absolutely. So I think for me, I think I'm indifferent. I think it would help me be healthier and mm-hmm. feel better by not drinking. Right. Um, I mean, me and Jake were talking about it recently where like when we first started dating, we would drink so like we drank so much wine. Yeah. Like any night we would hang out, we would drink because wine. You're like trying to lower your inhibitions. You want to get yeah. comfortable. <laughs> you want to have fun. And like I totally respect that too. Like I never will judge someone for what yeah, they yeah, drink yeah, and yeah. how much they drink. And I would never judge Jack for that either. Um but yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's so weird how like now we don't. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because we live together and then what, we'd be having a bottle of wine every single night right, when, right, when right. we're together. But it's like, I drink so much less now and I'll even think about it when, if I have something to do the next day, I like don't want to drink. Same. And I'm proud of myself for like prioritizing totally. feeling good. Yeah. And I, I do feel like that comes with getting older. Is yeah. like though, Especially if you have a nine to five job and you're in the office five days a week, why would you want to waste the two days that you're not in the office feeling hungover? True. If you don't get hungover, like amazing for you. Must be nice. <laughs> yeah. For the level of hungover that I get, I'm like, I don't want to waste my Saturday feeling like shit. Like yeah. I want to go out and do things and have fun and feel good. And like, totally. if I'm hungover, I can't do that. And then I feel like I wasted my weekend. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. Uh, you, your turn. Take the plunge. They don't like traveling. Mmm. Shoot, that's like a hard one. That's a deal breaker for me. Yeah, I might have to go deal breaker also. I'm not like a huge travel junkie, but if they actively don't like it, that kind of is your whole life laid out in front of you. Like you're not going to do anything. Yeah, agreed. I want someone to like want to go on adventures. We don't have to like travel all the time, but there's so much to see in the world. And, you know, my parents live in Florida, so I've got to go there. Right. Um, Yeah, I, I can't imagine not traveling and experiencing new places and new things and new cultures and cuisines with somebody that's a huge part of life but it's funny because I would never this isn't something that I feel like would come up early on you know I don't know because that I guess it does come up I feel like it's one of those like like basic like like more simple conversations like where have you traveled yeah yeah, I, that's hard. I or like to telling that. a story and then you're like, oh, have you ever been there? Right, right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, that's so sad. Like imagine they say they, they don't like traveling in the next day. You're like, I loved everything about you, but like, no. I mean, listen, compromise. <laughs> yeah. It depends. Yeah. It all depends. Totally. Okay, I will dip. They're vegan. Mm. This is hard for me. I've had – okay, so I actually had a big debate about this. Not really a big debate, but I posted – an Instagram story about being gluten free. My oh, friend. I thought it was a TikTok. It was sorry. I posted a TikTok and an Instagram. So a I guy on Hinge told my friend it came up that she was gluten free and he was like, sorry, like I'm gonna end the conversation here. I have no interest in going out with someone who's gluten free. And so I posted like, good morning to everyone except for the guy on Hinge. She just told my friend that he won't date her because she's gluten free. And oh my God, I did not expect that TikTok. That like yeah. has like five hundred thousand views and like twenty thousand comments of people arguing over it and debating and here's my conclusion is like 
if someone's gluten-free or celiac or has a food allergy, like that's not their fault. That's not their choice. That is like something that they, that happens to them they have to deal with. Right. Being vegan is a lifestyle choice that by all means power to you. I think it's wonderful for people who choose that. Mm -hmm. And I have friends who are vegan and I admire them for making that lifestyle choice. But I think it would make it difficult for me because I'm so not vegan and sharing food is a huge part of my relationship and what I like to do. And so I think it could be it could be very limiting. All this to say if I met somebody and I really liked them and then I found out they were vegan, like I'd be I'd be like, okay, well I like you, so I'm gonna deal with it. Right. What do you think? I think totally agreed on the gluten thing. Like imagine saying no to dating someone because they're allergic to peanuts. Right. Like you would never do that. Right. It's just like they have no control over that. That's yeah. so wrong. For me, it's kind of a tricky answer. Because it's restrictive. Yes. So for me, I th- think I would find it very triggering. Yeah. Not because of anything to do with like dates or anything like that. Like I actually love vegan food. I prefer yeah. to cook not like plant-based alternatives. Like I don't do Beyond or anything like that. But I would prefer to eat chickpeas five out of t- five out of seven nights a week than cook chicken. Like I hate that um so no like judgments on being vegan but the idea of him being like oh I wouldn't eat I can't eat butter or like Mm -hmm. stuff like that I think I'd be a little triggered and that's on me that wouldn't be on them yeah but yeah I think I'd be too much for me yeah that makes sense yeah that makes a lot of sense it's all so personal and I think it's something where like red flags and deal breakers it's all situational totally like how how great are they in every other department how loved do they make you feel yeah like it's so hard to say without any context 100 percent. and at the same time like someone who's vegan should be with somebody who like super supports that and wants to be with them for it i feel like because for most people being vegan is about like the animals and everything i feel like they'd kind of want to be with someone who has the same morals and values exactly wants that for themselves too exactly agreed go for it oh yeah they don't believe in marriage deal breaker. <laughs> um, that's a deal breaker for me. I don't I'm believe sorry. in you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't with that. <laughs> Imagine being on a date with somebody and then saying they don't believe in marriage. No. Like, what's the point? I I remember I've dated people in the past who, like, they were surrounded by divorce in their families. That's and so they were like, I don't know if I will get married. And if I do, like, I don't know that it will last. Yeah. And that scared me. Yeah. I'm like, well, just because it didn't doesn't mean it won't but I also can't argue with their experience totally I was just about to say I feel like believing in marriage in this day and age is kind of a privilege like I'm so lucky that my parents are still together my aunt and uncle are still together my sisters have great marriages like I'm surrounded by healthy success stories as of right now knock on wood so like I do feel very very blessed whenever I'm in a room with sometimes I'm in a room and like I can confidently say I'm the only people whose parents are still together. Yeah. And that is so sad. And I have texted my parents or called them on multiple occasions being like, I feel so blessed that I have you guys to look up to as role models and that you're still together. Um, But I could understand if you weren't as lucky to not believe in marriage. But for me, I don't think that would work out. Yeah. Agreed. And that's beautiful. I love that. Very lucky. Me too. They're a picky eater. Yeah. <laughs> um 
It's not a red flag. It's just annoying. Yeah, I'm kind of indifferent. Like, yeah. how picky are we talking? If you want chicken fingers and fries, I'm down for that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not like a super adventurous eater, so I'd yeah. be fine. But yeah, I feel like it doesn't really limit that much. No. One of my best friends is the pickiest eater in the world. And like we've always, for throughout our entire lives, we've made it work. Yeah. So. Yeah. Indifferent. Same. Okay. I'll dip my toes. They let clean laundry unfold. <laughs> this is me. They let clean laundry sit unfolded for more than a day. Same. Yeah, that's and then I get so mad every time. Yeah. I'm like, but it's all wrinkled now. Why couldn't I have just done this yesterday? I want to do it now. Same. I can't even argue with this one. That's <laughs> that's me. That's me. That's <laughs> Two more. They're atheists. Um, to what extent? Because I wouldn't describe myself as religious, but I describe it like I subscribe to the culture of Judaism yeah like we're culturally Jewish the community aspect the holidays like I'm not I don't necessarily light Shabbat candles every week or like go to temple on the high holidays but I love feeling like I'm a part of the community yeah so I would say indifferent if they're like actively against Against, all religion yeah and like get angry over it yeah that would be a deal breaker yeah that'd be a deal breaker but if you're just kind of indifferent about religion, like you don't necessarily subscribe to one, then I'm not going to hold that against you. What if they weren't willing to raise their kids Jewish? Like, are they biologically Jewish? Technically, because you're the woman, they would be. No, no, no. Well, Is oh. he biologically Jewish and just like oh. doesn't practice? I don't know. If he's biologically Jewish, I'm going to say it's like like my kids can't be bat mitzvah or bar mitzvah yeah like it's hard if we if we're raising them in a jewish area yeah and he's great in every other department i'm gonna say indifferent still but if we're like in the middle of nowhere where we're the only jews and you know (laughs) in these extreme scenarios then i'd be upset about it (laughs) nobody else around (laughs) yeah that's funny um yeah i I think I echo everything that you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. One more each. Um, go for it. Is it me? I don't know. <laughs> What's oh, your biggest wild card? What's your biggest deal breaker moving forward? Oh, like hyper specific or general? Follow your heart. Biggest deal breaker. Like if they ever are manipulative or like gaslighty. Yeah. I. I've been there far too many times. I refuse to ever go back. And at the first sign of that, I'm out. Agreed. So Agreed. I think lying. Yeah. Totally. I think that would really scare me. Right. Because of exes lying and what that ended up meaning. Um, yeah. You got to be honest. Totally. We Even if it's hard, even if the yeah. truth is scary, it's less scary than the I lie and catching in someone more, in a lie. I think it's so important so important yeah yeah that was so fun last one they're addicted to coffee that's you. that's me <laughs> I Jack actually doesn't drink coffee really he is a tea drinker he'll occasionally Ooh. drink coffee if we like go get it together he's like just get me whatever you're getting but he's not passionate about it the way I am the way you are and it makes me sad because I would love nothing more than to make him coffee in the morning like, <laughs> I would be so honored bring him coffee in bed I would like, love that like I would live for that, it would bring me so much joy to like see the smile on his face, like waking up to fresh brewed coffee. But making tea just doesn't hit the same. Like, well, you have a very cute tea kettle. Thank you. Thank I did you. notice. Yeah. But um, 
I'm not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. It does not hit the same. And it's annoying in the morning to hear that sound. Right. Yeah, no, it's not for me. Um, Oh, that was Where Do You Draw the Line? You guys can get that at wdydtl.com. It's not as intense as you think. It's just Where Do You Draw the Line? wdydtl.com. And code Alana for 20% off. Highly, highly recommend. So fun. Okay. I want to talk to you about one thing that I feel like you can just speak to a lot. Mm -hmm. You have a job. You have all of your social media presence and all of that work. You're in a relationship. You have friendships. You do all of your fitness stuff. There's so much that you do. How do you balance being in a relationship and this big flourishing life that you've built for yourself? Thank you. Wow, that is a great question. I kind of just feel like everything has its place. Like I don't know how else to describe it. Um, I will always try to make time to prioritize my friendships. I'll admit sometimes something's got to give. Yeah. Um, but I will say in past relationships, I was so dependent on always being with the boyfriend that like I almost didn't know myself outside of him. And so now like when I go to events, I always go alone. Even if I have a plus one, like I will never bring Jack. I, I never bring a friend because I want to force myself to get outside my comfort zone and meet new people, talk to new people, learn how to start a conversation with someone. That's how we met. Know. Like, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was so fun. Oh, yeah. Therese. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so I never bring plus ones. But in making time for everything, like I wake up early, I go to bed early, I have a to-do list every single day down to like, cut my nails like I I write everything down and I just prioritize and I honestly like it kind of plays into the no drinking thing like I I don't have a day to waste so I really like to make the most of every single day I feel like I'm constantly busy I'm also very blessed to work from home so that gives me a lot of flexibility and I just I try to do it all it doesn't always happen but it's everything that brings me joy like I cut anything that doesn't bring me joy, I cut out. I should say that. Mm-hmm. If something is not serving me, I simply don't have the time to keep it in my life. And there's no point in doing that. Like I've cut out toxic friendships. I, you know, I just don't have room for that in my life anymore. And that has freed up mental space. It yeah. has freed up time. And so I now can put the effort and time into the relationships that matter and bring me joy and the things that matter and bring me joy. And all of that allows you to be your best self. 100%. And show up the way you want to. Right. And a lot of the things that I like am checking off my list, quote unquote, they're things that genuinely, not only do they make me happy, but they make me better. So. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. I'm so happy for you. Thank you so much. I love all of that. Thank you. Oh my God. Okay. I don't want this to end. But eventually it has to do. <laughs> and we have cookie coffee time to get to. I'm very excited for that. Before I let you go, what is the best piece of dating or relationship advice that you've ever received? Okay. I don't know who I received it from. Could have even been from you, potentially. But, and I just told this to a friend. When you are early on in dating, I think a mistake girls tend to make more often than not is we get so caught up in, do they like me? What does their behavior mean Mm -hmm. before we even take the time to think about if we liked them? And like when you're thinking back to the date, who was the one making it fun? Like was it fun because you're fun 
or was it fun because they were engaging they were asking questions they made you laugh like were they sitting there like a dud and you were carrying the conversation and like you make yourself laugh so you laughed Mm -hmm. so I think not getting caught up in everything doing with them and genuinely thinking about you and your feelings first that's the best advice I got so good (laughs) so true wish I could go back in time and have that mindset about me too so many people and so many dates and I think it would have saved me a lot of heartache yep yeah same I love that where can everybody find you um Instagram and TikTok at the daily schvitz schvitz is s-c-h-v-i-t-z it's not my last name (laughs) um and I think that's everything. Guys, follow her. Like, she is one of the best follows. I'm not even kidding. I'm not just saying that because you're here. So kind. Love it. Yay! Thank you so much. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own dating horror stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people.